0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Real Good Podcast. Uh, Today's going to be a fun episode, I'm not going to lie. It's uh, going to be a little... We can view it as kind of a game show, okay? And how it's going to work is I'm going to list off a bunch of things that I've had to encounter in China and i'll let you know whether or not i have adapted and you know accepted the thing or if i saw it as stupid or not necessary and i did not adapt it and i was out on it i stuck to my american ways so with that being said there's probably like 10 or 15 by the way With that being said, let's start out with number one. Now, number one isn't really a China thing. It's pretty much, in my opinion, a world thing outside of America. And that is titling college as university, okay? In America, we like to say college. Oh, where'd you go to college? Oh, are you gonna get into college? Oh, do you have a college degree? It's all college, 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 okay? Uh, But what you're going to find in the rest of the world is everybody says University. okay? And I have to say, when I first ran into this, it's with my Australian friends, and I was a bit hesitant, I didn't really like it, but thinking about it and using it, I've I've made the conversion and I'm doing it. Uh, I've converted to saying university I'll tell you why because it actually is a better system than to just call everything college because there is such thing as a college and it's not a university right when I went to the all-black school that was a college it was private had about 2,000 students and it was a college they didn't do research there Uh, I don't even think they had master programs there and that's what made it a college and a university. For those who don't know, is a college a type of college that does do research. They do, you know, big time programs, doctorate programs, master's programs, all that stuff at the university. So, university, I will say it, okay. And I'll say college when it's necessary, but university, I haven't made the adapting. I've adapted to it and I'm happy with it, I think it's good. Alright, number two, number two. House slippers, okay? Now again, this is something that maybe you'll see in America if it's like an extreme situation, but I feel like most people in America are gonna wear shoes in the house, and if they don't, then they'll just go barefoot. Now, me personally, I do go barefoot. However, when I visited my girl's parents' house or anybody else's house, I always had to put on the slippers. And honestly, the slippers for the wintertime are great. For the summertime, I just say go barefoot. But I am officially, I've made the move, I'm anti-wearing shoes in the house. It makes the floor dirty, it makes everything dirty. It's almost like a mild version of having a dog in the house. And a dog in the house sucks, okay? I mean, it's cool if the dog's super ham and it's like a, a family member, but it's gonna ruin your house and you've just gotta learn to deal with that. So, are you willing to have the dog ruin your house? Oh, if the answer is no, then you probably don't wanna have shoes in the house either. That's just my personal opinion, I've made the conversion. I used to think that was so weird when Asians would take off their shoes and put on their little house slippers but now i'm on board with it i'm a fan all right next thing and this one really i'm i'm a huge fan of okay now this is something that you'll never see in america i never saw it that's for dang sure and i was in a pretty poor family is hot bags okay hot bags can i just say that hot bags are the most overlooked and underrated things ever okay hot bags are game changers straight up 100 percent game changers all right let me just describe it for you it's a rubber little bag thing rubber little pouch i'll call it a rubber pouch and you'll boil water in a hot water heater thing to where the water is just boiling hot you pour it into the hot bag and you close the hot bag and then you put that mother effer in the bed with you at nighttime when it's cold in the winter and It's amazing. It literally puts you right to sleep and it lasts forever It lasts forever. The hot bag will last the entire night You'll wake up and it'll still be warm on your feet and it feels Incredible. This is one of those things that I freaking wish I knew about growing up because I was in some pretty desperate situations growing up where I just did not have anything. I didn't have anything on a freezing cold day and it was miz. Okay? So, hot bags, game changers. 100% in on them. Holy crap, do it. And you can even put cold water in in the summertime and put it in the bed with you. That would work too. So, multi-purpose. And trust me, I'm going to bring them back to the States with me, and I'm going to share them with my friends and family, and I'm going to see if they get on board with them. Because I'll tell you right now, I'm in. All right, next up we have is chopsticks. Ooh, classic chopsticks. Chopsticks, chopsticks. What can I say about chopsticks? Well, I'll put it this way. I've gotten, you know, I'm good at them, so I can definitely use them... I guess you could use the word fluently. Um, I mean, I'm as good as any Chinese person is going to be. And they're not bad. They have their pros and they have their cons. Their pros, they are actually better than forks with certain foods. I would say foods that you're going to knock out the part with chopsticks on is going to be things like uh, semi-large pieces of like chicken Maybe chicken nuggets, maybe maybe something that a fork is a bit hard to stab and it like it'll slide off or whatever. With the chopsticks, you can just you're 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 literally picking it up. You're grabbing it. So you do get some benefits. However, you do get some downfalls. And like fried rice, chopsticks are not great at. Okay, they're not. The rice just falls through the two poles, it's no good. Um and you know peas you you can only eat one pea at a time it's like get out of here and they'll do it too the chinese will eat one pea at a time and act like it's totally normal if you were to do that in america with a fork you'd be viewed as a psychopath but they do it and they're fine with it so chopsticks i'm gonna say forks are better but i do like the chopsticks but i gotta give it to the forks i think the forks are gonna win that one So, I'm going to say I have converted to the chopsticks, however, if I go back to America, I'm going to have no issues going back to forks. Alright, next up is e-bikes, okay, e-bikes. Now, these are a key transportation in China, and it's pretty much what most people use in the cities, and this is something that I'm 100% on, pretty much as in on as the hot bags, maybe more. To me, this is a key factor in Chinese culture. If you don't have an e-bike, you're missing out one. And you're not getting the full experience, the full culture experience, if you don't have the e-bike. E-bikes, to me, you know, people could argue against them. Oh, you know, when the battery runs out, you're done. You got to stop and recharge. It takes forever. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. But... In the city, for the most part, you're not going to have that problem. Obviously, you're not going to go cross-country on an e-bike. Obviously, you're not going to go an hour's drive away and back on an e-bike. But you will go 10 kilometers down the road and back. You will go 5 kilometers here, a kilometer there, and a kilometer there. You'll do it. And it's not going to be a problem. And they're quiet, and they never have problems. I mean, they do, but... They don't have mechanical problems. It's always with the battery. For some reason, I don't know what's going on there. But like as far as like starting up, cranking, there is no cranking process. You turn the key and it's on. It's good to go. Um, the The engine's so simple and it's just a single movement piece that there's no problems that can ever occur with the engine. So, for those reasons, if it's a freezing cold winter day, starts right up. No issues. You run into a lot of walls with gas-powered motorbikes, and uh, with the e-bikes, you don't have those problems. They don't go fast, and they're not going to be like, whoa, I'm popping a wheelie on this bad boy. But they do what you want, and they're so chill, man. So chill. Just imagine driving a golf cart, but it be a motorcycle and then boom, that's an e-bike. So chill, so quiet, so relaxing. I love the e-bikes, I've fully converted to those and I wouldn't want it any other way. All right, next up on our list, uh, we're doing pretty good on time, is the Chinese Swag. Now this, I have not gotten on board with. Okay, I gotta say, I don't think their swag is very good Um, especially with the men. It's just very mediocre. Uh, Nothing special. They try too hard to be fashionable, and it's just stupid. And the girls, if you're not careful, luckily my girl dresses pretty well, um, but a lot of girls, they'll wear stuff that will literally make them negative points on the attractive scale. Like, it could have been an eight, but now she's like a six. You'll see a 10 who's looking like an 8 because she's wearing ridiculous crap. And that I cannot get on board with. Sometimes they'll knock it out of the park. They will. I've seen it happen. But not often. More often than not, they're going to dress terribly and it's going to ruin them. So I'm not on board with their swag. Alright, next up we have is the sun. Okay, now this is a... A big issue with the Asians, I think any Oriental is going to have a problem with the sun. That's, don't think I'm racist for saying Oriental. That's Chinese, Korean, or Japanese, you know, distinctly different from Indonesian people, from Cambodian people, from Vietnamese people, those people are much darker. The Orientals like pale skin, they find that to be beautiful. So because of this, they tend to keep out of the sun. You'll see them with umbrellas on a sunny day. You'll never see that in the West. Uh, You'll see them wear arm sleeves that look like shooting sleeves for basketball to keep their arms out of the sun. And i got to say, I've adapted a lot of these techniques and these skills. Okay, I wear the arm sleeves. Uh, I try to protect myself from the sun. I wear a hat. And I don't like the sun. And whenever I see foreigners on the beach just baking in the sun, I'm just like, oh, what idiots. And I have the same thought that the Asians do, because the Asians always look at people like that and they think, why, why are they doing that? Like, why do they want to get dark? I don't understand. And I'm right there with them. I used to be the douchebag on the beach. that so was like, yeah, man, getting a good time. But those days are over i am officially not a fan of the sun i love the sun but i'm not going to try to get dark in the sun let's just put it that way so i have converted to the chinese way when it comes to the sun that is 100 for sure sun bad pale skin good you know nobody wants to age and that's all the sun's doing to you it's aging you um okay so next is i don't know if this is a chinese thing i think this is an asian thing maybe it's in the west and like new york city i don't know but it's pretty much the all-in-one bathroom and this is your bathroom is going to have everything together so you're going to be taking a shower and your toilet's right there and your sink's right there and everything's right there there's no Cut-off area for the shower, and then the sinks in its area, and the toilets in its area. No, it's all in one, and it's all together. And this is a pro and a con. Um, I personally don't have a problem with it. When I first saw it, I thought it thought it was a bit ridiculous, but I don't have a problem with it because it does save space. It gives you more space for the living area. Um, it 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 just it saves space, and it's a great safe space uh space saver and that's why i I don't know i've never really been in new york city apartments i would assume that maybe some of them have this i don't know but it is a good idea if you're trying to save space no doubt about it it's uh it's pretty solid so i'm a fan the only problem is you're gonna have uh the wet floor a lot so when you go in and take a crap or something then the floor a lot of times will be wet because maybe someone just took a shower in there. That's never fun. So for that reason, it's not fun. I'm gonna say I'm out on it. I would prefer a normal bathroom, but I do think it's a good idea. All right, uh, moving on here. Next up we have food. The Chinese food, have I adapted? Do I prefer it? I'm gonna say no. Uh, I think America has better food. I think Western countries in general are going to have better food. Um, Chinese food can be good. It can be really good. But as a whole, there's not enough variety, not enough diversity to it. I mean, you've got your noodles, you've got your rice, you've got your you know, breakfast items, you've got your dumplings, your bounces your hot pot you know you've got all this stuff and you know some of it's great some of it's okay but overall i'm gonna pick the western food over it and i think most people would chinese they're very prideful with their food and they they say oh hands down the best in the world i'm not there with it i'm just not uh i prefer the western food but you know china's got their dishes so I, you know i'm gonna go western on that one though i've not adapted all right, next up is hand counting. Now, you're wondering, Pat, big guy, what is hand counting? And that's a good question. Hand counting is pretty much the Chinese have created a way to count to 10 on one hand. And I know, you know, you're thinking how how is that possible? You know, each finger represents one number. And yes, that's what I grew up thinking. But the Chinese have a system where they can do it, and it's really cool. So pretty much the way it works is one through five is the standard, you know, fingers. But once you get past five, got to come up with creative ways to keep counting with one hand. And six, which is Leo in Chinese, it's pretty much like the sign for hang loose, like that sign. Um, That would be six. And then seven is pretty much just like putting all your fingers together. Uh, I don't know why, but that's seven. Uh, Eight is kind of like a a pointing, like index finger pointing out and then thumb up. That's eight. Uh, Nine, you just, with your index finger, you just curl it down, kind of like in a shape of a nine. And then ten, you just cross your fingers. Uh, Two fingers together, you cross them. Um, So yeah, that's it. And it's really useful. Like it really is. I use it a lot. Um, when I first came to China, I was a bit thrown off by it. I was like, well, what is this? I would see them put up hand signals, and I'd be like, well, what? Well, how does that mean seven? How does that mean eight? But then when you actually get engulfed in it, and you start doing it, you realize it's really nice. Uh, more countries need to do it. I'm a fan, and I have adapted to it. Uh, let's see. A few more left, guys. Um, the phones. Okay, so the Chinese phones. Uh, China is notorious for making western goods so for example the iphones are made in china the nike shoes are made in china all this crap is made in china and then you start to wonder what does china do does china make anything like i mean do they have companies that actually create products and the answer is yes and originally they were no good but recently, they've really caught up with their competitors, and they're they're getting very legitimate. So, they have phone companies, and they've got like maybe three main ones. I would say there are three main ones, maybe four, maybe Vivo is one of them too. But I think it's Oppo, uh, Xiaomi, Huawei, and maybe Vivo. Maybe Vivo is one of them. I'm not sure. But yeah, so they've got four potentially main phone companies and some of their phones are freaking good dude and recently about six months ago maybe not even that long ago i converted to the xiaomi phone and i gotta say it's been phenomenal i've loved it i'm a huge fan it's done me good and i have converted so i'm a big fan of their phones i was iffy on their phones at first but i really started giving them a shot and uh i'm happy i did I, I really like them i think a lot of them are out doing the western phone companies so watch out there um next up is just a simple one it's just a hot water boiler i feel like i never see these in the west maybe i was in the wrong household i don't know it's just a standard you know you put the water in the thing you press the thing down it boils the water and then you can pour that water on instant coffee or in a hot water bag, or wherever you need hot water, it's got it. Uh, those things are extremely useful. I use mine at least like three or four times a day, and I uh, can't get enough of it. It's so easy. Like, I know at my household in America, it was if you wanted boiled water, you're gonna have to literally put water in a pot and put it on the stove and boil it. It's like, it's a nightmare. But here you just put it in the little thing and it boils it within a couple minutes and you're good to go. Big fan of that. Have converted to it. Um, let's see what we have here next. Uh, we're about to reach our time limit between things, but okay. So next is the no shame pooping. Uh, we can call this pooping culture in China. And this one, I'm I'm. I'm out on it, and I'm in on it, but I'm more out on it than I am in on it. So it's pretty much the idea that Chinese do not find pooping or anything gross like that. Diarrhea, peeing, periods. They don't find it to be odd at all, or weird, or gross. They just think it's, oh, that's normal everyday life. Everybody does that. Why is it weird? Which they've got a point. It is everyday life, and everybody does do it, and it shouldn't be weird. But... I prefer for a girl to keep that stuff on the DL rather than just be completely open about it. And the Chinese, they're not gonna be keeping that on the DL and they're gonna be completely open about it. And I'll give you a few examples. Um, I was doing videos for this school and the guy that was filming the videos was like, uh, yeah, he was running late. And I was like, okay, whatever, he's running late. And then he, he, for some reason told me, he's like, so I'm running late. I have terrible diarrhea. It's like, and he just told me that in a text message. It's like, okay. Isn't that something you want to keep to yourself? That's a bit embarrassing, don't you think? What, you going to tell me you have diarrhea? It's like, uh, I don't want to know that. Why are you so shameless about your freaking diarrhea? And then the girls here would just be like, oh, I got to poop. And they'll just poop right anywhere, any environment. They don't give a buck. They're going to poop. And they're going to let it be known and they don't care. There could be a like a gathering where it's like your girls meeting your family for the first time. And they're just taking enormous crap in the middle of the hangout. And it's like, oh, couldn't hold held that till the end of the night when we left? It's just things like that. And they just don't care about it. They, they really don't care about it. Which, like I said, they kind of have a point. But it's just kind of gross. Like you'll see girls on... WeChat all the time, which is their social media. Posting like little status updates about their period. It's like, I don't want to hear about your period. Keep that to yourself. Um, So it's just kind of the no shame culture. It's kind of weird, but whatever. Um, Not really a fan of it personally. Uh, Hot water and tea culture, which honestly I found that the tea culture is kind of phasing itself out. Hold up, we're about to get cut off, but here we go. Um, All right, sorry about that. Um, Yeah, so the hot water tea culture. Uh, Tea culture, I find it to be fading out a bit. I don't see too many people going ham over tea anymore. Uh, But the hot water also kind of seems to be fading out, but people definitely do it. And that's pretty much, it's so weird, man. I I don't understand their fascination with hot water. But I've had times where I would like, be playing sports or something and on a hot day and a Chinese person but like, oh uh, I can get you some water and they'll give you water and it's hot it's like uh why would you give me hot water it's a hot day I'm playing sports I'm sweating why would I want hot water and I don't know They they always have their little theories like oh it's healthy hot water very healthy it's like oh my gosh give me a break so I am not at all a fan of hot water get that out of here I'm room temperature water all day every day that's what I want hot water is just gross and honestly most of the times it makes me feel dehydrated when I'm drinking it like it dries my mouth out Um, and then the tea is just whatever I'm more of a coffee guy myself Uh, I get the tea culture I I respect the tea culture but uh, I don't take part in it Um, Here's one that's just kind of a world thing uh, or outside of America thing, and that is the metric system. Uh, I think the metric system includes all systems of measurements. That's speed, height, weight, all that. Um, So I got to say, I've adapted to this in every area except... Uh, weather I don't like the Celsius do not like it, not a fan of it I get it and I understand it for the most part and I can give you a general idea of what the temperature is in Celsius but man it's just oh gosh it's just not as good to me and I've had little arguments with the, the Australians about this and we, we, we've said what we need to say but I don't like it but as far as the weight I'm a fan I'm a fan. You have your little kilograms. Oh, how many kilograms do you weigh? Oh, you weigh uh, 75? Okay, you're doing pretty good. Kilograms is pretty much 2.2 pounds is one kilogram. I'm fine with it. I'm on board with it. I have no problems with it. And I've learned it and I've adapted to it. And I find myself using those more than I use pounds. Um, The distance, big fan of that. Kilometers, uh, I think they say... Kilometers, I say kilometers. Um, I've adapted and I'm a fan. Uh, I really am. Uh, You can tell somebody and everybody's going to understand it. That's what I like about it is whenever you're talking to anybody, you know, if you run into a guy from Australia or England or Germany or wherever, if you tell them the distance, oh, how far away is it? Oh, it's about two kilometers. It's going to be an okay moment. They're going to be fine with it. Everybody's going to get it. But when you talk about miles or yards um, that's when things get a bit tricky for anybody outside of America and it's just not good um, it, it, it's just tricky, that's all it is so I, I would recommend switching over to the metric system I've done it pretty much fully when it comes to distance and speed and stuff like that and I'm, I, I like it I'm a fan of it uh, the height, not a fan of that I got to say, uh, the whole meters and centimeters thing, I don't really get it so well, because it's an awkward length, because I'm comfortable with like feet and yards, okay? That's my that's my thing. But I know yards are three feet, but I know meters are more than three feet, but I'm not really sure how much more. So, uh, you know, when it comes to height, it's like, oh, oh, how tall are you? Oh, uh... Oh, God. And it's just so many. That, that's the problem with it. It's so many centimeters. You have to say, oh, I'm 175 centimeters. It's like, oh, what? It's too many to keep up with. It's hard to say. But when it's just the feet, it's so easy. It's like, oh, I'm six feet. Boom. Six feet. Got it. One number, one thing. I'm not having to remember, oh, am I 172 or 173? Or, oh, I'm two meters. Holy crap, that's tall. Oh, dang, that's tall. Okay, maybe I'm not two meters. Uh, Maybe I'm 1.7. What's 1.7? Oh, crap. Uh, Okay, I'm 168. It's it's just too tricky. Too freaking tricky. Uh, Not a fan of that. Um, The shoe size, I've also adapted on that. And I'm a bigger fan of the European style shoe size uh, because it's solid numbers and you don't have to worry about this half crap. Oh, 12 and a half. I wear 11 and a half. I'm a 12. 12 is enormous shoe size. 12 should not be big. Okay? It's not a big enough number to be big, but it is big. The European one's pretty solid. You know, I'm a 46 European. If you're an 11 and a half, you're 45 you're size 11 you're 44 that's how it works so every half size is a whole size in the european i like it i'm a fan i'm on board with it uh but yeah that's it for that let's move on to we've only got two more sorry it's been kind of a long podcast but you know it is what it is um so metric system i've adapted i'm a fan and i'll carry that with me to america and if the americans don't like it i'm sorry I'm sorry. Everybody else in the world is doing it, and it's pretty good, so I'm sticking to it. Uh, the next one is hard beds. Okay, This is another little Chinese tradition, uh, Chinese wives, wives tale or something. The beds in China are hard. Some extremely hard, some mildly hard, but almost never are they soft. Uh, Whereas in the West, you know, it's all about how can they get their freaking bed to be softer. It's never soft enough for the Western people. Have you noticed that? They've taken all measures. They've done all measures to get the softest bed. It's like a science for these mother effers. They've gone with the water bed technique. It's like, oh, maybe water will be soft. They go with foam. Oh, is foam going to do the job? Which sure as heck won't knock over the wine glass, springs, whatever the freak they got to cram in there to make it soft. That's what they're gonna do, uh, and it gets a bit out of control in my opinion. However, the Chinese they go the opposite. They want it to be hard. They want the hard bed, because they they have a theory that says. Um, oh, okay, I got another one that just hit my mind, but they have a theory that says a hard bed leads to a more healthy posture or it's like healthier for your back or your body or whatever keeps you straighter while you sleep i don't know that's their little theory i don't know if it's true i'm sure it is but uh i don't really have much appro- i'm kind of an in-between on this one like i don't like the super soft beds i really don't however i don't like the super hard beds that some of these chinese beds are i like the ones where it's like very mildly soft but it's still pretty dang firm. That's what I think is my go-to. So maybe throw like a little maybe uh, a two inch pad on the bed on like a board or on the ground and that's gonna be my go-to. I'll be very happy with that. But you give me some of this like, oh, borderline sleeping on a board, it just, it it hurts your hips, honestly. And then the soft ones, it's just like, get out of here, it's too soft. Uh, And then the Chinese in the summertime and this is kind of interesting. I'm actually on board with it, I gotta say. They uh, they put this little bamboo thing on the bed. So it's like a little bamboo rollout mat that they'll throw on the bed in the summertime to keep you cool, okay? And it sounds ridiculous, and it, it looks ridiculous. And when you first come to China, you are like, what the F? Get this off my bed. But hear me out. It's not that bad. And honestly, I've adapted to it to where I actually like it. And I would probably do it even when I'm back in America. I might even seek one out and see if I can find one. Because they really do a great job. Like in the summertime, I mean, in the wintertime, you get the hot bag. That keeps you warm. And then the bed, you know, sheets, they're semi-warm. But in the summertime, hot bag not there. Bed there, bed a little hot. So you put the bamboo down, and now you're sleeping on the bamboo. So it's almost like you're sleeping on hardwood floor, which hardwood floor is always a little cold, except it's soft because it's on the bed. So it absorbs the the, the the bed, and it just, I don't know, it's nice. i got to say, I'm a fan. It takes some getting used to, but when you get used to it, it keeps you cool. And it keeps everything very clean and simplistic. You don't have all these little wrinkles in your covers. It's just like a solid board, and it's honestly not that bad. I know it sounds crazy, but it's not that bad. Uh, so our last one is going to be the toilets, okay? And As everybody knows, China is notorious for their, what they call, the squatty potty, okay? This is the, the toilets that they don't, it's not a seat, it's just a hole in the ground and it's up to you to squat down and poop in the hole. And, you know, I got mixed feelings on this one. I do, I got mixed feelings on these. Okay, there's definitely their pros and there's definitely their cons. Uh, for me, here's how I feel about it. And this is how the Chinese do it and this is why I respect it. And I do think that the, the Chinese have they've found out the correct way to do it. And this is the best way to do it. So what they do is, in the public bathrooms, it's always going to be a squatty potty okay always and this is because when you're in public you don't want to be sharing a toilet seat with strangers a's okay you don't want to put your a on a on a seat where potentially a 400 pound freak with like herpes on his a was sitting earlier you don't want to put your a on that nobody wants to put their a on that You don't want to put your A on a toilet seat that's got piss all over it. and You got to clean it off with your freaking toilet paper. Nobody wants to do it. And then they got these little toilet seat. Oh, but big guy, what about the toilet seat covers? The ones, you know, it's like a little condom for the toilet seat. Uh, excuse me. It's a bit tricky, don't you think? And honestly, at that point, you come off as like a germaphobe. It's like, are we really putting down a toilet seat condom? Give me a break. It's just too much work. and then you know I guess the ultimate solution which is in my opinion going way too extreme is the little conveyor belt that like spin you press the button and spins the old layer off and puts the new layer on yeah that's ham but it's like trying too hard I mean give me a break guys are we trying too hard at that point I think we are if you just put the hole in the ground it's a win-win for everybody the janitor doesn't have to do much the guy pooping doesn't have to do much And nobody's getting their A on a foreign environment, okay? Uh, Also, I gotta say, when you're pooping in that squatting position, no poop whatsoever is getting anywhere near your cheeks, okay? So this means maximum poop, minimum poop hanging around, okay? And what I mean by this is, Maybe sometimes when you're pooping on a regular toilet seat, it's not getting on your cheeks necessarily, but you're not having your anus just like extremely stretched to where it's like anything that comes out ain't sticking around anywhere, anywhere, okay? It's all in the hole in the toilet because it's so like in a stretched position. But when you're sitting on the toilet seat, it's kind of in like a relaxed position, therefore you might have more hanging around the anal area after it exits and goes in the toilet, which is never fun. I mean, it's not a big problem, but it's definitely something. Something to think about. And then, you know, of course, the Chinese, like they do with everything, they claim that the squatting's more healthy, which, you know what, they? who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's definitely a more natural way to do it. I'm sure people did that back in the day a lot. Uh, It's probably what humans are used to. It's probably how they're designed to poop. I'm sure it is. But what they'll do is they'll put the squatty potties in the public, and then they'll have the regular Western toilets in their home, which is nice because it's like you trust your family's A's. You don't trust the public's A's, but you do trust your family's A's. That's why it's not a problem to sit on your family's toilet seat. So they've kind of nailed that one, and I'm a fan of it. Uh, So yeah, squatty potties, I'm a fan. The only problem is you have to grow up doing it in order to be able to do it right. Because I can tell you right now, I can't do the Asian squat. Because the Asian squat is they will... um, They'll squat down in a squatting position, but their feet will be flat. Whereas when a Westerner does it, you're kind of on your toes a bit. And when you're on your toes like that and squatting, it burns your legs, man. Like, it burns your legs. And if you're doing a big dump that requires a decent amount of time, uh, it's going to burn your legs. And you'll find out that you don't have much time to sit in that position before your legs get freaking exhausted and you got to get up or do something so that's a downfall and it's not a comfortable environment for you to be like on your phone looking at Instagram or whatever it's not comfortable so that's kind of a flaw I get it but I do prefer it over the Western public toilet seats I think they're a better option Um, but yeah guys that's gonna be it for today Kind of a fun little, like, you know, have you adopted, have you not type episode. But it's a bit long. Sorry about that. And I will talk to you guys next time on, you already know, The Real Good Podcast.